Welcome to Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby Tennessee, a podcast brought to you by the Tennessee Initiative for Perinatal Quality Care. TIPQC exists to improve health outcomes for mothers and infants in Tennessee through our quality collaborative that will identify opportunities to optimize maternal and infant outcomes across our state and is funded under a grant contract with the state of Tennessee. The Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby Tennessee podcast is designed for medical professionals and for patients and families across the state. We will focus on all aspects of the perinatal period with special attention to reducing our maternal mortality rate. This podcast is brought to you through a cooperative agreement with the Alliance for Innovation on Maternal Health. Welcome to Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby Tennessee podcast brought to you by the Tennessee Initiative for Perinatal Quality Care. I am Danielle Tate, a maternal fetal medicine specialist and the maternal medical director for TIPQC. Joining us today is Stacy Penny, the Senior Project Director at the National Institute for Children's Health Equity, or NICHQ. Stacy has a wealth of previous work experiences as the Associate Director of Women's and Infant Health for the Association for Maternal and Child Health Programs. She has also served as the Executive Director for the National Healthy Start Association and was the Vice President for Individual and Corporate Foundation Relations for the March of Dimes. Stacy works in NICHQ's National Network of Perinatal Quality Collaboratives, or NNPQC, working with all of the perinatal quality collaboratives across the country. I recently had the pleasure to spend time with her in Atlanta at the CDC meeting for state collaboratives. Stacy, we are so excited to have you here today as well, and really look forward to hearing from you with all of the experience and expertise that you have. Um, you do have quite a varied background with different national healthcare organizations, all working to improve health outcomes. Tell us how this work has led to your passion for quality care for moms and babies across the United States. That is really such a great intro question, and you're right. Um, I do have um, a varied background, and you know, it's actually my passion that has fueled uh, my drive to do this work for the last 25 years. I've always had this personal commitment um, to working in communities and working with and alongside communities to improve the health and well-being of families and children. Uh, it was actually during my time at Howard University, I was ending my master's in social work degree, that I made this decision to also pursue public health, specifically maternal and child health. And that didn't happen for many years because I needed a break after already completing one master's degree. But um, in between that moment and going on to pursue an MPH, I was using my experiences and my exposure to the various projects that I was working on, um, my time uh, on the Hill, interacting with uh, Congress and Senate, but also with other national and federal entities to really help me pinpoint the impact that I wanted to make in this world. And I had been so narrowly focused for quite some time in the early start of my career on the health of children that I wasn't always taking mom into consideration. It, it, I knew, obviously, mom was important, but not. I hadn't really, I was like, oh, I have to focus, children need to be healthy. I have to do everything I can to make children healthy. But I began to realize that to reach the goal of having healthy children meant ensuring that the person carrying the child has to absolutely be healthy before, during, and after giving birth. So it was from there that my passion grew. 
Um, it only grew more from working with amazing leaders along the way, like the Federal Healthy Start Projects and communities when I was uh, leading the National Healthy Start Association, and now here at the National Institute for Children's Health Quality, NICHQ, with the Perinatal Quality Collaboratives. So I make sure, I really, especially when, I know we all, it's been a lot with COVID, you're, you get tired, right? You're getting tired and you're feeling worn. I tap into my passion every day to remind myself why I do this work. I'm a woman, I have a daughter, um, I think about her, and so I'm really focused on just wanting to make sure that I stop women, especially black women, from facing a death sentence with childbirth and ensuring their babies and all babies have a fighting chance to thrive. And that, that really is what continues to sort of really feel that passion that I have every day. That's so wonderful and so very inspiring. Um, so I know I personally will take all of that, all those great words into consideration. And it definitely, the work you do and what we see come from your end is very much so motivating for the rest of us who are very much so passionate and interested in quality care. I know I mentioned in the introduction that you work with NicheQ. And for those who may not know much or may have never heard of NicheQ, can you tell us a little bit about what NicheQ is and even explain the many facets of the organization? Absolutely. So NicheQ is a mission-driven nonprofit organization. And for the last two decades, we have been focused on driving dramatic changes around complex issues facing children's health. We partner with experts at the local level, state, national, federal, to really tackle some of the most, what I call the most wicked issues facing children and families. And so that's everything from reducing infant mortality, improving access and quality of care, which you just mentioned, and reducing maternal morbidity and mortality. And at the core of our work is our commitment to achieving health equity and elevating the experiences of children and families who are living in marginalized communities to challenge these systemic inequities. So we've sort of, we've been on this journey and our journey around equity has included examining all parts of NICHQ through this lens and living this value through the projects that we support like the National Network of Perinatal Quality Collaborators, NMPQC, which, but it also means building our own infrastructure to do this work thoughtfully, intentionally, and effectively. And so as part of our commitment to equity, we actually uh, launched a new sort of facet of the organization uh, called the Department of Health Equity Innovation this past November to further efforts in this, year, in this area. So uh, we're really moving in that direction and, and moving along this journey uh, just to continue to determine how we impact and make this change for families in this country um, who are really um, being... Um, threatened by the inequities that we see in healthcare. That's amazing work. And I will say also very thoughtful ways to approach healthcare, especially when it comes to perinatal care. We talk about birthing persons and infants. It seems as if you guys have not left one stone unturned when you're talking about tackling the issues that we see and making sure to see your efforts pay off and be successful. 
So I was recently reviewing the mission of NICHQ, and the mission of NICHQ states that it is achieving better health outcomes for children and their families. I know you're also involved in supporting the maternal work, as you've mentioned before. Can you tell us more about the evolution of NICHQ? Yes, absolutely. As I mentioned just, you know, a second ago is we're on a journey. This is a this is a journey, right? And with any journey comes shifts and an evolution of focus even, right, for an organization. Over the last 23 years, NicheQ has led more than 100 topics in over 25 different content areas in children's health. Um, the evolution of our work and its breadth of focusing on the continuum of children's health has also shifted from clinically based projects to population health. And specifically, again, as I mentioned, achieving health equity. So this shift has also meant developing and promoting community approaches and strategies, as well as being more inclusive and expanding our focus on the health of women and birthing people, but also fathers, partners, and families. And this has really been evident um, through our work as NMPQC, as you know um, most about, but also as the technical assistance and support center for the 101 federally funded Healthy Start programs around the country. So we know that that is, has a huge community aspect. And we know that, that there's such a critical role in these communities, but for us, that, that mothers and birthing people play in infant health from preconception to the early years, right? And that also includes dads, having that focus on fathers as well. So as we've made this shift, we recognize that, and this, evol this evolution, we recognize that children thrive when their families thrive. And when you know that, that means an organization has to right, keep up with that and really understand the need to, to make the shift uh, and, and, and focus on these areas that are going to ultimately ensure that the work that we're promoting through this shift across family is vital, across the family, I should say, is vital to ensuring that children achieve their optimal health. So that shift that we've been making, that journey, is still continuing, but it's, it's happened in a very, what I think, very um, interesting way as the world has shifted. We haven't changed who we are at our core, but we're making sure that we're adapting and meeting the needs of those that we serve. That is great. And one word I would love to reemphasize that you emphasize is community. I believe a lot of times that's where things begin and end. And it is a great approach to how to really be effective in healthcare because nothing is really siloed ever in the world in general. But when you talk about healthcare, there's so much that intertwines into making sure someone stays healthy or gets healthy. And the community is a really key part of that. Just shifting a little of our conversation to the PQC, your work uh, with supporting the National Network of Perinatal Quality Collaboratives has been exemplary, as we mentioned before. Can you tell us more about the NNPQC and your work supporting state PQCs? Yes, so NICHQ was um, funded recently, again, um, to serve as the NNPQC for another five years. We've been serving as NNPQC from 2017 until 2022. So we're really excited. Uh, we were received that wonderful news at the end of September that we will continue serving as the coordinating center. Um, as I mentioned, this is funding from CDC 
And it's really uh, used that NMPQC strives to support PQC development and enhance their ability to make measurable improvements around maternal and infant health care, but also health outcomes within their respective states. So you're right, it is about collaboration, everything, and it's not just because it's in the name, but it really is, we know that we have to do all this, all of this collectively, right? So we provide a level of support to all PQCs, those receiving funding through CDC, and those who are not receiving funding, because their CDC uh, does fund 27 PQCs um, on top of whatever other funding that they might be receiving. And as NMPQC, we provide them technical assistance, mentoring and training to really help strengthen the, uh, the PQC leadership. Again, fostering collaboration and shared learning, which is such a critical and essential element of PQCs working together. Again, as you mentioned, not working in silo because so many of the issues are shared across all 50 states. Um, we offer an opportunity for them to disseminate best practices and have facilitated and structured opportunities to help PQCs share these practices, but also their challenges, their pain points around topics um, such as facility engagement, data collection, maternal sepsis, and racial equity. And we, we do that through monthly, um, through monthly technical assistance calls, and sometimes we have thematic webinars where we bring in experts to talk about and really share resources, resources or what's happening around those topics so that PQCs can take that and take those back to their hospital partners and their other um, partners within the state that they work with. One of the other things I'll mention, and this really came forward with um, COVID-19, is you know we're also working to coordinate, coordinate activities with PQCs as they're working to address these public issues. And um, that really came to light when we sort of had to pivot a little bit and work with PQCs and provide them whatever they needed, conversation, a space to talk, uh, a, a, um, a place to post timely resources that were constantly changing during COVID-19 COVID and during the, at the height of the pandemic, pandemic, but also then coming back around as we're in the pandemic, and we're never really post-pandemic though, right? But a couple years after the pandemic, um, really working with them and providing them tools around vaccine equity and vaccine hesitancy. And that, that's been really great as well. I can say as a part of a PQC, how fundamental, how important, how appreciative, appreciative we are of the support that the NMPQC provides us, not only with everything you mentioned, but also being able to connect, to have that collaboration within collaboratives, to be able to have that support and support others is key to keep the work going. Because at times, you know, with other things becoming a priority, such as you mentioned, a pandemic, things can kind of shift in the priority scale or even become less motivating. So having the NMPQC there, having you guys supporting and keeping us going and motivating is so key and so vital. Because as we know, pregnancy will continue to happen. Healthcare issues will continue to happen. And these other issues that involve our daily lives will continue to be there. So we have to keep addressing them thoughtfully. So I heard recently that the NICHQ was awarded a $4 million donation from a philanthropist, Mackenzie Scott, to delve more deeply into health equity, which is amazing news. This is so exciting. Can you tell us a little bit more about this award and the plans? 
Yes, wow, that was probably the most exciting and uh, surprising news of the year. We were, uh, Scott Burns, our CEO, kept that under wraps for a little bit. Um, we were in a bit of disbelief and shock as a staff um, and the leadership. But once it settled in, there was this, um, there was a sense of pride among all the staff and just a pride in the, a sense of pride in the work that we've been doing um, to improve children's, to improve health outcomes for children and families, but also pride in the changes that we're striving to make within our country's healthcare system. And especially with regards to racism, bias, and racial equity and racial health equity. So the gift from McKinsey Scott actually is going to support that work uh, with the department, as I mentioned earlier, the Department of Health Equity Innovation, which is led by Dr. Stacy Scott. And this includes work that she and her team have done with the what they call the Equity Systems Audit Tool. And that was created in collaboration with uh, the Global Infant Sleep Center. And what this tool will assess are implicit and, exp and explicit bias, biases in healthcare systems and where that system may fall on this health equity systems continuum. And that's still um, in development, but we're really excited because the department, along with this tool and other resources and things that they're pulling together, will support not only um, existing projects like NMPQCs to ensure they're effectively incorporating equity, but also internal equity engagement among the staff. So we will be working hard um, to identify and prioritize new projects related to health equity within the next few months. Um, but uh, we're really excited to talk about the equity systems audit tool and the work that the uh, Innovation Center is doing now. But if anyone is interested in just kind of staying up to date and learning more about what we're going to do, they can sign up for our health equity newsletter at nichq.org for more updates. And we'll be sharing more as things come along and as things evolve. But it was extremely exciting. Yes. Yes, very exciting. And it sounds like the Innovative Center is going to be just that when it comes to health equity. Can you speak a little bit more to maybe the levels that there may be formulating? I'm sure nothing's definitely in writing yet. Yes, it will be multi-levels, multi as you mentioned. It will be, we're, if you talk, think about our projects, we're working at the local level with uh, Healthy Start Communities. Um, so that we'll be working at that P PQCs at the state level and their hospital partners and then also with organizations who are maternal and child health based organizations, which the tool um, is is designed for those type of organizations. So it will definitely be on multiple levels. And you're right. We are still working out the fine the, the details, but that definitely on multiple levels. From someone who does uh, this type of work and is definitely a proponent of health equity, which I know many of our listeners are as well, just to hear that it's being addressed on different levels is so refreshing for us because most times you'll have a good effort, but it's either very small and it doesn't get the big impact or it's so large you don't feel the impact on the level where it's really needed. So knowing that it's being addressed on a national level at many various touch points when it comes to equity is a great, great Thing to hear and something I'm personally looking forward to. I know many are to see what greatness comes from it. So I know we've spent the last several minutes 
talking about the niche queue and PQCs and quality work, and I'm sure many are listening and very motivated. Can you speak to those who may be interested in providing support and quality work, doing quality improvement work in their state or their hospital system, how NICHQ could support what they are interested in or how they could get involved in the work at any level that NICHQ provides? Connect with your, your state PQC. There's a PQC in every state. And because one of the things that we have done is we've provided, as in PQC, we provided PQCs and their partners with opportunities to grow their quality improvement skill set and their knowledge through technical assistance and, and training opportunities. And we're so excited about um, a partnership and collaboration that we've had with our amazing colleagues over at the Institute for Healthcare Improvement. Um, and they've been working with us uh, with NMPQC and NICHQ also, but um, primarily with NMPQC through through training around um, improvement coaching that they provided PQCs, office hours where they invite PQCs and their clinical partners can drop in to ask questions about their QI initiatives. But also we were really fortunate to uh, be able to use funding from CDC um, a, a few, couple years ago to have 40 PQCs uh, trained through IHI's uh, big Breakthrough Series College, where they gained strategies to help them uh, effectively operate or operate an effective collaborative improvement project, a project that you're looking, you know, to change. Um, and that could be anywhere from, you know, they may be focused on an, uh, reducing hemorrhage or reducing hypertension. So that's been really uh, a great way that we've been able to, an exciting way we were able to support PQCs to further that QI knowledge experience and take that back to their hospital partners. So that's number one. We've also worked with our national action to promote safe sleep improvement and innovation network. That's a mouthful. Uh, we've worked with that project or that project has worked with community-based and community serving organizations who work with families to improve breastfeeding and, and, and sleep, safe sleep. And what they did was they convened a diverse group of QI experts to help these organizations think through how they would apply QI methodology to the community setting with a big focus on racial equity. So I, again, I would recommend maybe reaching out to a PQC in your state or reaching out to one of these communities through the Safe Sleep Project. And again, you can just go on to nicheq.org and, and find out how to contact um, the folks over who are leading the, the Safe Sleep Project, but, uh, and how to get in touch with those communities, because it's definitely happening. It's definitely happening. And I will add to that to ask, is this something that's limited to those in the medical profession or either those with a quality improvement background, or is it for anyone with varied experience that has the passion to do the work? I think it's anyone who's working in, in public health and working on a team that is looking to use a certain methodology to affect change. And that's what quality improvement is, right? We're really working to reach a specific goal with a common aim and how to do it. Um, so I do think that that is the, as far as general being in working in clinical medical, but with that goal in mind that you're wanting to make a change and, and using a certain methodology to do it. I'm really excited. This is an exciting time for NicheQ. This is an exciting time for NMPQC as we're 
starting the next five years of this uh, project and leading this project. And it's just, it's, it's really great to be, for me at this, as I consider this sort of the second phase of my career, to be on this journey with NICHQ and, and leading the NMPQC, but also to be part of this type of systemic change that we're driving to further reduce racial and health inequities. With the common goal of making sure that all families are healthy, they're thriving, and they're getting what they need to be healthy and thrive. And for me, you know, that's why I get up and go to work every day. And we appreciate your passion and your work and you being such a resource for everyone. I tell you again, awe-inspiring for the work that you've done. And we look so forward to seeing more greatness come from you and your team. So I thank you again for joining us today, Stacey. Uh, TIPQC will feature additional podcasts on pediatric and maternal experts and quality improvement work. So please join us next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby Tennessee presented by TIPQC. TIPQC is funded under a grant contract with the state of Tennessee. Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby Tennessee is brought to you through a cooperative agreement with the Alliance for Innovation on Maternal Health. Do you have ideas for a future guest or topic or even have a question you would like answered on upcoming episodes? Visit www.tipqc.org, that's T-I-P-Q-C.org, and click on podcast to submit suggestions and questions to our podcast team. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast to be the first to know when new episodes are available and find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube to stay in the loop with our active projects and other relevant news relating to perinatal health in Tennessee.